Hi, this is so cool. So my friend Tayana is offering a past life regression training certification, and she is teaching this course with Scott DeTambo. The date will be May 6 to 7, and then May 20 to 21, and the training will be live online through Zoom. Right now, they're offering a special with the coupon code podcast one 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 (laughs) and you can save $75 off a tuition also if you enroll with a friend and you use the code bring a friend you both receive a hundred dollars off of tuition so this looks so amazing I'm looking over their curriculum it's top notch myself I'm a past life hypnotherapist and I think that this is going to be a beautiful course and opportunity if it's something you've been thinking about at all, I would say look into it. If you have any questions, you can ask her. They're offering payment plans through PayPal. And this is a beautiful way that you can help others heal at a spirit and soul level by accessing past lives. And all of this training and certification talks about that what you can do in the past lives, how to heal with the past lives, messages that are received, and so much more. So you can find all of the information at spiritandsoulhealingpodcast.com. You know why we've come to this meeting. She has in the current life had these recurring dreams, nightmares of facing evil, very similar to what she experienced in the Egyptian life in the sarcophagus. We need to understand what is all this about right now? And they said, the soul, this soul has a strong desire to ascend in this current body. She seeks rapid expansion of awareness. Therefore, it is needed that much karma must be cleared in this lifetime, in this body, in order to move forward in the manner that she seeks. There are multiple lifetimes and emotional residue from these lifetimes that she can now face in her current expanded awareness state. She invites it in, and therefore, it's time. She's ready. Thank you. And so how would you counsel her right now about these dreams and nightmares? There is an emergence of karmic balancing happening on the planet. The work that she does individually reflects the collective facing of darkness needed and the willingness to stay empowered in the light not running away. It's a test of whether one truly believes in the ever-pervasive power of love. It's not enough to believe it. One must embody it and therefore face all that is not expressed as love to fully know oneself as love. It must be tested. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. 
Hi everyone, this is Amy Sikarski and welcome to this episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm here with my friend Tayana and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. We are going to speak about all things past life, past life regression, and go a little bit deeper with some information and insights that can be found in such a session. So welcome Tayana. Thanks. Thanks for having me on again. You're welcome. Yes, so I've always been fascinated with past lives. I don't know if I've shared that with you. Um, Kind of after doing my Reiki attunement and when spirituality started to really come more into my life, I was just finding all these books. So then I read all the Dr. Um, Brian Weiss, (laughs) Dr. Newton, you know, mine kind of blown, like, oh, past lives and everything made so much sense to me. And then life happened and I think it was about 10 years later is when I met you and you shared for me our session or I guess it was my session but yeah our session <laughs> we had and then my husband came to see you I don't know if you remember that was a while yeah. ago uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah and just the deep level profound healing that I received I was I was just blown away and This is what you offer, one of your main services that you offer to others. I'd love to hear how you got started and, you know, your relationship with this work. Yeah, this is one of my favorite, favorite things to do, you know, just like to spend all day going into other, I mean, because in the outer world, I love to travel, right, and go to different countries and, and just there's so much out there to see and explore and so it, to me, it's kind of like that doing that inwardly going to, uh, you know, the same way that somebody watches a movie, like I sort of get to watch a movie in a way as like um, my client is going into a different life in a different time in a different place or a different realm. And then we're going through different scenes of that. It, it's kind of playing out like listening to a movie. Um, I got into this really from Michael Newton's book, as you mentioned, Journey of Souls was like one of the first books that I read when I was starting on my spiritual journey that just kind of like, yeah, like that really hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is really great stuff. And it's so fascinating. And I want, you know, you want more and there's a few books, but then still like, there's still so much more, um, continually that to learn. Um, and so, yeah, just uh, I went, I wasn't ready yet at the time when I first read the books to to do this work. And it didn't even dawn on me that, oh, I could do this work. And I always tell people it's so funny because I, rem- I distinctly remember reading that book and just being like, oh, Michael Newton has the coolest job. I just can't imagine heroes in the corporate world. Uh, I can't imagine just spending all day traveling into spirit realm and exploring that. Um, but here I am. That's what I do today. So some years later, uh, somebody had mentioned the book to me again. And and I was like, yeah, I don't need to reread it. And that time when I read it, it was just so like clear to me, like I'm supposed to do this work. And I think at the back of the book, they had the information for the Newton Institute. And I contacted them and they said, oh, you have to get certified as a hypnotherapist. You have to do X amount of past life regressions, and then you can come and do our training. Oh, and you have to be, yeah, you have to do it for two years. Mm-hmm. So 2008, I got certified to as in hypnotherapy, and I learned past life regression at my hypnotherapy school. And so I started doing that right away, which was wonderful. And then 2010, I d- got the Newton Institute training as well, which is where I met um, Scott 
who is uh, my co-trainer. So we're now offering a past life regression training. And so he was uh, one of the, the trainers when I was at the Newton Institute. And that was the first time that I'd met him. And then, gosh, five years later in 2015, when I was going through a dark night of the soul, really difficult time. If people are not filming, I'm happy for you if you're not familiar with dark night of the soul. (laughs) But um, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's sort of a really intense spiritual initiation point in your life where it's not just like a depressive experience, although that does come with it, but it's a, a, a major time when spirit comes in and sort of clears out all these personality attachments that we have that are standing in our way from us totally, completely trusting spirit. So that could be a relationship, that could be friendship, that could be health, that could be your home, your workplace, um, all sorts of things uh, just all comes up so that you are sort of left seemingly with nothing at the time. A lot of challenges will come up, but it's this wonderful time where then you reach for spirit and mm-hmm. and and you connect really deeply and realize that the spiritual reality is the one true reality is the one source for all that we have. So it's a, it's a big lesson in surrender. Anyway, that was going on for like two years of my life. <laughs> and in the middle of that, you know, so it's a journey. And of course, on the other side, I can say, oh, yes, it's a beautiful thing on this side <laughs> of it. But while I was in it, it was just, it's just like kind of like if you ever go to the beach where there's a huge, there's like a, a lot of big waves and then you get knocked over. There's a certain beaches in Hawaii where I'm from, where it's like this Waimanala beach and you go and then the shore break just knocks you over and then you try to get up and then boom, you get knocked over again. It kind of feels like that. Uh, the darkness of the soul is like you keep trying to to get up and you keep getting knocked over. And so anyway, I was going through that that process. And I really needed some help and some support. And so I was, I was like, who do I know? And so I reached out to Scott and had a session with him. And I'm here in Austin, Texas. He's in California. But even back in 2015, you know, before, mm-hmm. before everybody got on Zoom, he was doing his sessions over Skype. And so I had a really powerful Skype session with him where um, we right away went into this Egyptian life where I went into a very difficult scene of uh, initiation where mm-hmm. I was placed in, in this sarcophagus, uh, sort of against my will. I was, it was, I was supposed to do it, but I didn't feel ready to do it and, um, and got placed in there. And I was meant to stay in there and then face the darkness until I could can find the light through the darkness. And I was uh, 19 in that life. And I was full of fear and anxiety. And I felt like powerless. I was forced into this thing where I was trapped. And then there were just like, I don't know, like demon faces and just really scary things were coming in. I was freaking out. I mean, during this regression, I was having sort of a (laughs) panic attack. I was, I was screaming and crying and, and so forth. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so he takes me out of that scene and takes me, okay, let's move to, you know, where you're in a better place. And so like, I was like screaming to get out of there and screaming and screaming and screaming. And finally they let me out, but I had failed the initiation um, mm. because I didn't, I didn't pass through there. I 
you know, I, I just screamed until they, they gave in. And so then we go into the end of that life where I'm sort of a servant or something. Like I was sent to the outskirts of, of the city uh, to learn humility. And actually I was surprised when we went into that scene, I actually was very peaceful. You'd think I, I would think that I would be angry and bitter, <laughs> yeah. but actually I was surprised. I was very peaceful and I, 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 I did get humbled through that. I did accept that and felt peace and I was much older and then at the very end, like one of my relatives, because it was a thing, you know, passed through the family line. One of my relatives, a younger girl, just passed that initiation. And there was sort of this uh, maybe regret that I hadn't have faced it and been stronger and so forth. So that was a powerful experience back in 2015. And then, of course, some years have passed. And I always go back to Scott when I need uh, someone to regress me. I trust <laughs> him and and I've had really powerful sessions with him. And so in 2021, I was having these nightmares. I, I would have these nightmares. They'd come slightly different form, but basically always something really evil would come in and I would be paralyzed and I would not be able to move. And it was like one of those things um, and where you're trying to scream and and you don't have any voice. Yeah. And then finally I would like wake up and I'm screaming, help me. And this happened a number of times. And it was so, so terrifying because I, just how powerless I would feel. And I was trying to understand if it was, you know, because dreams can be different, they can come from different places, right? So sometimes yeah. it could be a past life memory. Sometimes it is symbolic of our own subconscious material being played out in a story in the astral realm, because we leave our body at nights at night. And, um, mm -hmm. and then we play out these yeah. themes. <laughs> and then sometimes uh, it's, it could be other beings. And I didn't know if it was like negative beings, because when I was Having my dark night of the soul in 2015, I did have some negative beings that were coming in. And honestly, before that, I didn't really fully believe that there were negative <laughs> beings. And I do see this in the spiritual community with certain yeah. some people that's just like only love and light and um, don't really believe in that. And so I get that because I was definitely there for a good you know, period of time. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so when I was going through my darkness of the soul, I was having some visitations by negative beings. And luckily, I was also having visitations by the archangels, and they kind of helped me to create healthier energetic boundaries. So here in 2021, I was like, well, where, where is this? And I tried to do the things that I had learned from the archangels as far as like shutting down my chakras before I go to bed is really good practice to do. But anyway, I was still having these nightmares and I was wanting to understand, you know, what am I meant to learn from this? Mm -hmm. And so I had, or or what needs to heal or what needs to happen. And so I had this session with Scott um, to get to the source of that. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. Maybe I'm loving it. No, <laughs> I'm following right along. I'm so fascinated. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So in, in the session, so he was regressing me back to lifetimes when I felt powerless, wanting to go back to the original 
experience. And there was, you know, as you can probably imagine, if you think of our evolution as souls, um, we've had a lot of lifetimes where we felt powerless or or dealing with power anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was like, I think the first one we went into was I was like this old lady and and somebody was I was getting buried alive. So I think they thought that I was dead and oh. I, I, I couldn't move or speak enough to let them know. And and dirt, there was like some, it was just like I was, a, you know, just like some nobody, just some old village lady or something. And um, and dirt was being uh, shoveled on top of me and I was being buried alive. And I had never, I didn't know that that was a, like a real thing. Later on, people told me like, oh yeah, back in the day, they couldn't tell very well if people were alive or dead, you know, like we, now we can really uh, check those things. And I was like, Oh, I guess that makes sense. Anyway, that, as you can imagine, that's a horrifying experience (laughs) to be buried alive. Um, There was another one. And I I experienced this before in a dream, just this bit where it's somewhere like, maybe it's like a Greek Island. It's one of the, it was an Island where they have where everything's the buildings are made of white stone you know you can kind of maybe mm-hmm. picture that it's very beautiful but then there were these invading ships that were coming in and then the fear because there's nowhere you can go because you're on an island they're all coming in and um and everybody's running and may I might be a child I'm I'm trying to hide somewhere in in our um in our home and then I can hear them coming and just that like powerlessness. There's like, there's nothing I can yeah. do and there's nowhere that I can go. And I'm just waiting for them to come and get me. So that we go through a series, a series of this. And then, and then we went back to the Egyptian life that we went to in 2015. So here it is six years later and we go back in and, um, and sort of process that as that was like the original kind of source of where this issue is coming from. What's really beautiful. So there's different ways to do past life regression and even um, depending on the session, you know, so like that was going through many lifetimes, looking at a common theme. Mm-hmm. So that can work really well if there's some theme across lifetimes that we're looking at Um other like the first one that I did with him was looking at a number of scenes all in one past life. So it kind of just depends, right, on what right. makes sense for what this person um, is needing to get out of this session. So after we did a bunch of those, then um, he takes lets me pass through death, okay. which some some people are afraid of that um and certainly you don't have to experience that in a past life regression a lot of times i'll just take people out to the point just after their body died and not necessarily through the dying process although some people their souls just bring them into that scene and they're they're meant to experience that because i didn't even guide them but anyway and then from there um going back up into spirit realm and then he called on a couple of guides to show up to give us insight. And, and this is something that's so cool about the, doing this work is just kind of spending your whole day talking to spirit, guy, <laughs> hanging out with the spirit guys. Yes, you know? Yes. <laughs> I know as the practitioner, like I can really feel the shift that, you know, and also I'm an energy healer, um, a Reiki master. And so I can feel the shift when the person leaves their body and then goes up to spirit realm. I can feel that energy in the room. And when we call in a guide or if we call in the higher self, I can feel the vibration. And so it's kind of like 
being in an energy healing session, even though I'm guiding somebody in a regression, which is really cool just to kind of be in that energy, kind of like this background, right? It's like, oh, I'm I'm in the cosmos. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And you can feel it. It's really nice. It really is, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like being bathed in in love and light um, for a few hours. So it's really nice. Um, So we go up into spirit realm. And then he calls on a couple guides and um, the guides that showed up for me that day, because we all have a number of guides. Um, uh, we have, you know, maybe a personal guide and then we have a bunch of other guys like Will is my personal guide that, um, you know, in my first book, I have a lot of messages from him and so forth. And um, but then there's a lot of other spiritual guides that we can work with, maybe sometimes a time and a season in our life, or maybe some that have been with us across other lifetimes. So Noah and Anna, these were the guides that showed up for me. And in mm-hmm. fact, in my life between lives regression, in the training, you know, we we practice on each other. So we get to have a life between lives. And um, Anna is my name is Tiana, and it turns out that uh, as a soul, I wanted to be called Tiana to be tied to Anna. This oh. being, and she's when I first kind of started on this journey, she was one of the beings that came through, and she has this really like loving, nurturing, mothering energy. And when I first was on this journey, this is still when I was in the corporate world. I, I was sent on a, a business trip to San Francisco and I had this like really scary kind of, it, now I just realized, I think I went out of body and I started to see a lot of things in the room, but it was like this old hotel and mm-hmm. so forth. And I got really freaked out. I got, and Anna came and she was just like rocking me like a baby. And I got so soothed anyway. So she comes in and out, not that often now, I guess maybe cause I, you know, I'm not needing that certain energy that much now but anyway so she came in she and noah came in uh, at the end and the information that they gave was just so profound and i i i'd kind of it's the kind of thing it's really when you have these experiences it's good to go back and this is why you know i always provide a recording to mm-hmm. my client because it's really good to go back six months later a year later In this case, you know, two years later, I hadn't really looked at um, this information. And then since I'd had had the session in 2021, and then Scott and I now are doing this training and we've been talking and I was like, oh, I need to go back. I need to go back and look at that. And so I had the recording, but for me, it really helps to kind of like read something. Yeah. Um, And so I went, you know, like you can go on on Google and do the voice recorder. So I read it out and let it change into to text. And so um, so, yeah, I would love to share that. I just think that, you know, a lot of times these messages, um, as you know, because you've you've written several books, like a lot of these messages that come through are really for the collective. You know, Mm -hmm. we're all here walking our own individual path. And yet it is, there's so many elements that are shared by the collective and any shift that we make within ourself has a ripple effect across. And so, um, so yeah, if, if, is it okay, if it's okay, yes. I mean, certainly like if yes. you want to ask any other questions, cause I've been talking for a while before. Oh. <laughs> no, it's been so beautiful. This information has just been wonderful. I'm 
you know, really just soaking it all in. The one thing I think we'll probably get to it, but um, I'm just wondering, maybe we chat about it for a moment here about those that might be kind of nervous. I have had people say, oh, I don't know if I want to go to the death scene or I'm afraid to go into a past life of like what might come up. And I wonder what kind of, you know, advice you have for somebody that would have that hesitation. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Certainly some people are afraid of, like you said, um, like, what if I was a bad person in another lifetime? Or what if I go back to something that's really traumatic that I don't feel I can handle right now? And I think the most important advice I have to give there is just to remember that your soul or your higher self or whatever term you prefer is guiding the session Mm -hmm. and is only going to bring forth something that is helpful for you. Your soul loves you so much unconditionally um, and would not, you know, put you through some kind of trauma or torture. Uh, Your soul would only bring you back to a traumatic life if you have the capacity to finally heal and clear that, you know, just Mm -hmm. like in, in our current life, people will have a trauma when they're a child and um, don't have the capacity to process that at that point. We don't have the life experience and the tools and resources. So a lot of times it's when we're much older, when we're an adult, that we go to a therapist or some type of healer or so forth, um, that we can then work through that because Mm -hmm. uh, just even showing up with love and acceptance. This is what therapists do. A lot of them say, you know, this is called holding space. It's showing up with full acceptance, without judgment, holding a loving, nurturing, safe space. And, and we all have our own inner healer that, that just having that safe container allows whatever needs to process to process. So in the same way that we can do that for our younger self in this lifetime, we can do that for our past life self. So whatever happened in this past life and and maybe my awareness level, I was able to process some of that, but I wasn't ready to forgive this person who betrayed me or to forgive mm-hmm. myself for making this huge mistake and people were harmed or, or something. And then since then I've had, you know, a number of lifetimes. And then now I can see the big, bigger picture and understand that everybody was learning and growing through that, that there are no mistakes, that there is no time. And so we can take as much lifetimes as we need to, to learn our lessons or so forth. And so we've all had, I always tell my clients, we've all had exciting, inspiring lifetimes, and and we've had peaceful lifetimes, and we've had traumatic lifetimes, and we've had boring lifetimes, (laughs) because people sometimes complain about that. And, And so if you understand that you've had, just think of like any movie you've seen, or all the different types of movies, right? Yeah. Well, there's lifetimes like each, you know, there's the thriller, there's the comedy, there's the drama, there's the tearjerker, there's, you know, all of these. So we've had lifetimes like that. So if you understand, like you've had multiple, multiple, multiple lifetimes and your soul is curating out of all those lifetimes, one or, you know, a couple to bring forth today, your soul knows exactly what you need that's going to help you mm-hmm. in your life on your path right now. So it's, there's a matter of trust. There's a lot of trust needed. Um, There's trust in the practitioner that you're working with. There's trust in your soul guiding it. 
there's trust in your own inner senses, your own um, inner ways of, of perceiving all of these mm-hmm. things. Uh, there's trust that's needed. And that's a really good exercise because that's part of the spiritual journey, right? They always say, trust the process. That's, right. that's one of the main uh, lessons, you know, there's surrender, which I mentioned from the dark night of the soul and trust. And of course, trust and surrender go really hand in hand together. Um, so I would tell them that to trust that your soul knows what you need. And if we go into anything that is just too overwhelming or too much for you, there's a lot of ways that we can uh, help with that. So like if you're in the scene, cause there's different ways that you can experience it. You could mm-hmm. be in it. Like, right, like right now we're like looking out through our eyes, right. Yeah. But you could also be watching from above or it could be like on a movie screen in front of somebody. Um, or like, if you're like me, you might not see anything. You might just feel and know things. So if somebody was really intensely in a scene um, as if they're in the body and that's too much, we could float above and kind of watch it from a distance. There's yeah. tools like that. And another tool would be just to move out of that particular scene into a different scene in that life. So I always let clients know beforehand, like in any scene, um, if it seems like it's kind of intense, I'll ask you, do you want to stay in that scene and see what happens next? Or would you like to move to a different point in that life? Mm -hmm. And so people can decide moment by moment. So I always tell them on one hand, you can, you can get out of anything if it's too much. On the other hand, I want you to know that there's a reason why your soul brought you your soul, those, you know, that something that or believes that you can heal or clear or release this, but it's always your choice in the moment. And there's no judgment either way. And right. so just kind of knowing it's not like something because in movies, it's like, oh, they're thrown into hypnosis and then they're trapped and, and then they have, you know, or something like that. And that's exactly. not like that. So, so there's that. And same with the death scene, you know, we don't, Again, we don't have to go through that at all. We could skip all the way over and just go up into spirit realm for sure. But there is a certain amount of closure in just perceiving your body there and then realizing like, oh, the the body died and yet here I am and I'm right. totally free. I feel good. Oh, I'm not just that body. Okay, there's the body dead and I'm beyond the body. And yeah. so it is a really nice closure. That's why I said like we don't have to go through the dying part, but just at the end to, to see the body. I mean, this sounds a little bit morbid, but like in, in my life as Tiana, once, um, only once have I seen a dead body um, when somebody died and they had, you know, this open casket and it was so odd to me. It was like so obvious that that was just the shell and that was not them. You know, it was so weird to see the form there and, but they weren't there. And it was just so clear to me like, oh, that's obviously not them. And, and so, so there's something like that um, through the regression. I think that um, anyway, so one, it's like having a practitioner that has all, you know, all these tools and can really be there. And you trust that they're not going to just leave you hanging and then mm-hmm. two to trust that your soul is going to show up or your higher self or whatever term you want and and help you through everything yeah yeah and that's 100 percent my experience because i remember some of my regressions where my hypnotist was leading me a certain way and i was like oh no we're not doing that i'm going over here <laughs> bye-bye i wanted to see like 
you know, they would want to walk me through that life. And I'm like, no, I'm gone. I'm already floating through the universe, heading to another one. And, and you do like, it's a partnership, but you ultimately, your soul will lead you where you need to be and what feels the most comfortable. And so to what you're sharing here, it's the skill set of your therapist to be able to maneuver and flow with you and be there to support you and know that, okay, we're going where we need to go because the soul is guiding us in that space. And I actually did have about the part about going through the death scene. I vaguely remember that I went through one of those processes and felt myself leaving the body. And it actually felt really cool. Like, (laughs) I won't lie. I was like, oh, this feels so interesting. I could feel like I was sensing it again in a way, obviously not fully, but the energy leave the body And to me, it was so healing on such a soul level, what you're saying, to realize, oh, that was just a costume. Like, wow, what a trip. What a, you know, and then you get to do your life review. But to me, I felt it was really healing in a space that if I had any fear of death, I don't, you know, like it's not there. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. It's costume change. Um. Yeah. (laughs) you know, if you listen to people that ha- um, share their near-death experience, you'll hear that a lot, how freeing it felt to release their body. It's really like whoever said, you know, that we have it backwards. It's, it's really the trauma is coming into the body. So the people that had these near-death experiences, it's very traumatic coming back into this yeah. confinement of the body where it felt so freeing to release it, then to come back into the confinement. That's the difficult part, which, you know, when we're a baby anyway, like, um, we don't remember that. And so who knows, it it was traumatic, I'm sure, but we don't remember (laughs) as well. But then when somebody's an adult, and they have this near death experience, and then they remember it very vividly. And so a lot of people that have near death experiences, go through kind of a depression period of time before they are finally able to kind of integrate uh, the spiritual experience that they had out of the body and then coming back and and being embodied again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for going over these few little thoughts that I felt like somebody out there was, had this question, you know, so I would love for you to share with us now some of your transcript. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I, um, I just like printed it out. So let me, I'm going to, I'm going to read it here. Um, so this was, again, this was at the end of this, uh, after I had been having these nightmares and we'd gone in and out of different times when I felt powerless and then finally found that the source of it was that Egyptian life that we had gone into mm-hmm. the first time. So Scott asks, how do you feel about her performance in the Egypt life? And then the guides answered, it's important for her to allow herself to be uncomfortable It's not about failure or success. It's about experiencing and awareness. There were slow and gentle shifts of awareness throughout that life, not the rapid sudden awakening that she had planned for and hoped to achieve through the the initiation process. Yet there was progress. She needn't be embarrassed or disappointed. There were unexpected areas of growth, not part of the initial plan, and yet valuable nonetheless. And I think that's super helpful mm-hmm. for me because I am somebody in this lifetime who's very growth driven. Yeah. And 
So, you know, there was just like that, oh, I can't believe, you know, I had this initiation opportunity and then I chickened out. And so, you know, it's, I think it's important uh, because it points out like sometimes our soul might have a plan. Like I came in perhaps really thinking I could pass that initiation in that lifetime. Yeah. And then me and my human body was like totally freaked out and, and didn't. And, and, and to see like at the end of the life where like my human self would be thinking like, oh, you know, that was a failure. Mm-hmm. But that's not how spirit sees it. It was like, okay, I grew in a different way, right? At the end, I kind of humbled myself some. It wasn't the big, powerful initiation uh, growth that I thought I was going to have, but it was this like slow, gentle, as it says, um, uh, shift. And that's meaningful too. Yeah. And so, he, so Scott says, thank you. So would you say it's a valuable lifetime experience for this soul? And then the guide said, all life experiences are valuable. Yes. And I love that as well, because I see this all the time with my clients. Some lifetimes are super exciting and some are kind of boring-ish, you know, <laughs> Not or some, some are really exciting and some are maybe really painful and traumatic. Yeah. And then we think like, oh, you know, that wasn't valuable. That's the way our human self looks at it. But this idea, all life experiences are valuable. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. So maybe somebody in their life right now, they're like, maybe they have a job that they don't really like, and they're just getting paid minimum wage. And maybe they're not in a relationship. And they're just like, Oh, I'm just going through the motions. This is a waste of life. And it's not it's every experience is valuable. We learn yeah. something, even if it's just like, Oh, maybe I want to push myself more next time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I want to focus more on my interactions with other people and my relationships, or maybe I want to focus more on my career or what I put out in the world, or it's still, it's still valuable. It, it teaches us something, what we do or we don't want, and it helps to inform our decisions and our experiences later. Right. Yeah. So he, Scott says, Um, Thank you. So Noah and Anna, you know why we've come to this meeting. She has in the current life had these recurring dreams, nightmares of facing evil, very similar to what she experienced in the Egyptian life in the sarcophagus. We need to understand what is all this about right now? And they said, the soul, this soul has a strong desire to ascend in this current body. She seeks rapid expansion of awareness Therefore, it is needed that much karma must be cleared in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. in this body, in order to move forward in the manner that she seeks. There are multiple lifetimes and emotional residue from these lifetimes that she can now face in her current expanded awareness state. She invites it in, and therefore, it's time. She's ready. Thank you. And so how would you counsel her right now about these dreams and nightmares? There is an emergence of karmic balancing happening on the planet. The work that she does individually reflects the collective facing of darkness needed and the willingness to stay empowered in the light, not running away. It's a test of whether one truly believes in the ever pervasive power of love. It's not enough to believe it. One must embody it and therefore face all that is not expressed as love to fully know oneself as love. It must be tested. 
She's been working through layers of illusion, separation, disempowerment, lack of freedom. You can see this expressed in the collective heavily right now. Everyone must do this in their own way. She faces the demons of her past and will most likely gradually release them rather than instantly as she wishes. <laughs> but remember, but remembering the Egyptian life, we can see that growth can happen unexpectedly with perseverance and patience. She's learning perseverance and patience is not her strong suit. This is why certain experiences continue in this life. Patience is a key lesson for her. In trusting and knowing her own truth, regardless of appearances, she gets tested continuously until it's a non-issue. And I want to stop again there because there's so much, you know, value of that, like to apply yeah. to everyone, I think right now, as far as um, it, the world is pretty polarized in, in whatever way that you're perceiving it, because there's so many different ways that people are perceiving, perceiving it, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of us versus them or light, you know, versus dark and, and so forth. And, um, and also this talk about, again, like about gradually releasing it and having patience, because I think a lot of us that are in, you know, light workers, like I'm used to getting, I want to get it now. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to like, boom, I want to heal it now. And it's like, if, 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 mm -hmm. if I'm trying and I'm working at it, I'll work at it a whole bunch of different angles, whatever my lesson is right now. And then if it feels like, why is it still not happening? I feel like there's something wrong with me rather than sometimes you know, it's that whole, the journey is the goal. The journey yeah. is the lesson. And so sometimes, you know, something doesn't heal right away or something doesn't shift right away because there's a lot of value of what we get by continually trying. There's that strength, there's that patience, there's that perseverance. And so particularly me, I have, um, moon mars and mercury all in leo and leo is a fire sign and i'm just like bam i want to you know <laughs> i want to go at something and just push 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 in, until it happens and so i'm learning this kind of like slow and steady thing which to me is like oh my gosh you know or if people are familiar with human design i'm a manifesting generator so i'm like okay. <laughs> yeah i want it yesterday yeah. And so learning how to just keep going at it and, and that's okay. And especially when we look across lifetimes, we realize like, oh, I've been working at this, you know, I said, oh, that old, old lady lifetime or the island lifetime or the Egyptian life. There's like different little pieces of the puzzle across many lifetimes and not, and it is a really cool time to be on the planet right now. There is a lot we can absolutely like level up massively in this one lifetime, really, but also it's okay if you need to go slow or it's yeah. happening slow anyway, or I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like seasons, like I even in my life feel like some periods of time I'm just going so fast, there's so much happening. And then I'm like, well, maybe I need to chill for a little bit, a few months or a year, like reel it back, relax. Because in a sense, I feel such a, a deep space of accomplishment and I enjoy it. But then the other part of me is like, well, what other parts of life am I not observing or enjoying. So it's some kind of this like happy balancing act, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel that, yes. Yeah, so if you find yourself naturally in a space in one life where it's a quiet, slower time, I would just enjoy it. 
And that reminds me what you were sharing earlier about the different lifetimes and the different soul experiences. And I think the same, like if I had a life that was really intense and, you know, in whatever way, but intense, I might want another life to follow it. That would be really chill. A <laughs> so vacation might, life. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really interesting because it often is the case where somebody that has like a really intense traumatic life, this life, then when we go into the past life, they often do go to really kind of calm, peaceful mm. past lives. And I feel like their soul is wanting to show them, hey, it's not always this difficult. It's not always this intense. And just to give them that experience of remembering what it's like to be to be supported and to feel peaceful and to feel safe and to feel loved. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We will kind of flip flop, like you said, and it is, it is, it's a dance, you know, there's a time, there's a yin and the yang, right? There's yeah. a time to push forward. There's a time to relax and receive and, and allowing that without judgment and accepting that. And of course, in, in our lifetime, there's times like that. And then across lifetimes, there's across lifetimes like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, as you're, as you're sharing the transcript, um, I just wanted to have you touch on the aspect that these are your guides talking and they came through you. Like, can you share about that with past life regression sessions, how that happens and a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah. And it can really, it can really vary session by session. Even the sessions that I'm thinking of that I had as a client with Scott, like this one was, uh, with Noah and Anna was like, powerful I was definitely channeling it felt like I can because I was doing it here in my living room and um and so I had the light on because I wanted him to be able to see me but then I put this like eye covering so it would be dark because I like it darker and then partly through like it started to slide off and this light was like really bright in my face but I kind of felt like I couldn't really move like it just I wasn't even I couldn't even like really reach up to fix it and the energy was coming through and it was this particular session it was just like I felt like I was like listening to them talk, but it was being spoken through me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always come like that. Like the one that I had in the Egyptian life, and then we did connect to my guide, Will. It's like I hear the message and then I relayed it to Scott. Mm -hmm. But this one was like, it was like through me. And so it can be, there's lots of different ways. Like um, when I'm guiding a client, sometimes I'll ask a question. Maybe um, actually a session like that was today was a session like that they were given images. So instead of always messages, like where you actually hear words, we'd ask a question and they'd get an image and then they would interpret what that mm. image was. So some people will get it like that. Some people will hear the message. Some people will just be directly channeling. It's coming through them and they're like paying attention like I was in this one. Yeah. So it's really, it's really varying, I think per person or even per session how, or maybe even per guide how they like to come through. Right. And so for part of the session, it would be you speaking your experience. And then there's a point where the guides come in or is it different for each session? You're talking when I'm the client. Yeah. As a client. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd say for my experiences, it's different for each session. The, the, the part, the, when we're going into the past life, it's always really cool because you have dual awareness. 
So when he's guiding and asking me questions, I'm speaking as my past life self, but my Tiana-ness is very much here as well. And so <laughs> uh, my Tiana-ness is witnessing, or even sometimes I'll I'll interject with my Tiana-ness like, oh my God, I was so arrogant in that life or something, right? Like <laughs> and make some comment because I'm like laughing at myself, like, oh my gosh, this me is so silly. But I also feel what this me feels like and coming from that person's perspective. And that's why I'm sharing. So it is pretty like, I, I never really kind of thought about that too much, but it can be really interesting how many different um, energies or perspectives are coming through us. Yeah, I find that really cool um, because in our life, we're just living in, you know, this, we have tunnel vision. We are only seeing, yeah. I'm seeing from Tiana experience from Tiana childhood to Tiana adult. Um, that's the one perception I have. And so to be able to bring in totally different perspectives, both even like lower consciousness, right? Me when I have, maybe it was like less self-aware or something or less grown. Um, and then higher consciousness guides or my own higher self, uh, to be able to access all of those, it's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing. I love how you explained and went into that. Yes. <laughs> it's a full multifaceted experience. <laughs> it really is. There's so, and it's even, it continues to evolve. So even what I'm sharing or what I think is possible now like three years from now, I'll have like, they'll be like, oh, and this is possible too. <laughs> There's just so many, even just, um, yeah. So when clients go into non-earthly lives mm -hmm. and they can be some other type of being, yeah, the way that they're experiencing that energetically, and it, it can be hard, of course, to translate that even into words, but um, yeah, you can access other senses, the same, like maybe, you know, in meditation, or if you've ever done plant medicine or things like this, and there's different colors or sounds or sensations that are not part of our experience here on earth. Yeah. So people can yeah. have that experience in, in a regression where we're accessing other senses that we don't have here on earth. Right. And I think that's so important for you to share that and for somebody to recognize that you just share what you're experiencing and you go with it, open mind. Because in one of my, as I was training for past life hypnosis as well, one of those sessions, I went into a life and I was a bug and I had wings and six legs. And I was like, is this for real? Like it took me some time to actually be okay admitting and sharing it with the person that was regressing me. Um, so even at that point, like I knew it could be possible, but I never thought that I would have had an experience like that. So you do have to just kind of be open to what needs to come through. And now I understand exactly why that memory needed to come through and it was perfect for what I needed. So very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I can't tell you how many, again, this just happened today, how many times somebody says like, okay, this is going to sound really weird. I'm like, no, no, nothing sounds weird to me. Trust me. They're like, this is going to sound really weird. And then they say it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, it's not weird to me at all. Um, but yeah, even so, so I, I think most people can relate to like, oh, if I went into a past or if I went into another lifetime where I'm an insect, how, how that might feel really wild. But I've even had more than one time. I've had a male client go into a past life where they were female and get freaked out and drop. Like it was like too vulnerable <laughs> for them or something. Um, yeah. So there's that. 
or somebody who goes maybe who, I mean, I'm, no, I mean, this probably actually wouldn't happen. I was gonna say like somebody, anyway, somebody who has like maybe a rigid belief system, but they probably wouldn't come for, you know, past lives. But the, the, the truth is like, yes, you've been whatever, all, all the major religions that you can think of, you've been that. So like religions that don't like each other or that fight or whatever. Oh, you've been Christian in one life and you were Muslim in another or, or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But those people don't usually come for past life regressions anyway, but it would be really in light. It would be really cool if, if everybody could go into a past life and kind of just broaden, we would have so much more compassion and empathy for each other. If we mm-hmm. all remembered how we've been, we've been everything. We've been all the different colors of the rainbow. And so, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. It would. <laughs> yes. So, um, was there, I feel like there was more. Of There's our... more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't just stop and like I had to give my oh, commentary same. on there. Yeah. No, it was fascinating. <laughs> so um, he said, so Scott says, um, there was an insight that she had late in the Egyptian life. It was sort of like, well, hey, maybe if I'm not the priest. Oh, because I was a priest's daughter. And this is why I was supposed to do the oh. initiation. And I was 19. And for whatever reason, it was like, I guess I had to do it in my teens. And so they had been trying to get me to do it every year. And I was like, no, no, I'm not ready. Not ready. And now they were like you have to do it, you know, you're 19. And so um, he says, uh, there was an insight where I said sort of like, hey, maybe if I'm not the priest's daughter, and I don't have to be a priestess, it's sort of easier. There's not so much pressure on me. I'm more invisible. And it's sort of more comfortable. So I had said that. <laughs> and he said, I'm curious, Noah and Anna, if that has anything to do with the current life. And they said, yes, yes, yes. This energy carried through in her current lifetime. She chose this family, this ancestral line intentionally to work through that karmic energy for there is an old pattern of playing small and choosing not to be seen in both her patriarchal and matriarchal lines of ancestry. Knowing this, she chose to be born into that energy to face it and to hopefully clear it for those ancestors and for herself hiding the light not wanting to be seen, playing safe. She made some good progress on that recently, stepping out in the light more and more. And again, I want to stop, even though there's mm-hmm. more, because I think that's so um, uh, relevant to a lot of light workers, right? Oh, Where yeah. we we're playing small and uh, and a couple things on there. One, because I tell this to my clients a lot, the idea that we choose to incarnate in certain ancestral lines. Like I was lucky, you know, I, or lucky, I chose to be born to family that was very loving. And so um, in a way I had some guilt because like most light workers have had traumatic childhoods. And I was thinking like, oh, you know, my, my childhood was very, very loving, but there is this energy of playing small that's in this ancestral line that mm-hmm. recognizing that, we came and so like for people that were born into an abusive family let's say recognizing as a light worker that they chose to be born into that to uh to clear that out of that ancestral line it's this huge service that so many light workers have done um because people will feel like i don't fit in this family you know how why am i in this family mm-hmm. and you know these patterns just pass on um across generations, right? A pattern of abuse. And so their parents abuse them and then they become abusers and on and on, or their parents abuse them and then they marry an abuser and it, you know, but it it keeps passing on until someone 
breaks the cycle through awakening their consciousness and shifting it. And when they do that, they shift it across both ways to their kids and beyond, but also from um, the ones that came before us. Mm -hmm. And so it's really powerful to recognize or even just to look at what patterns, you know, it doesn't have to be abuse. Like I said, it could just be playing small. I say just, but that's a big (laughs) one. Um, There, there's all sorts of uh, patterns that are being passed down through ancestral lines. Maybe, maybe I was even my own ancestor because that's not uncommon as well. It's like, oh, and I, oh gosh, I really messed this up. Let me, let me try again, you know, to fix this in our family line or or whatnot. But um, I find that to be very empowering to realize that, and also just uh, for light workers to recognize that we're not doing anyone a favor by playing small that it's time Mm -hmm. to step into our power but as we're going to see as i read the rest of this transcript a lot of us actually are also afraid to step into our power because there's like a deep soul memory that we have abused our power before it's a long long time ago right by the time that we are here to really want to help and heal others it's been a long time ago um, but only now maybe Um, again, we're talking about like what we're able to process or what we're able to love and heal. So there can be some things, some really like not so good things that we've all done not so good things early on our evolutionary path. That's just the way that the journey goes. And there's no shame about that. I I always tell my clients, it's just like, there's no shame in our childhood. You know, we didn't, we're just like, I always say like, you know, there's no shame that you once wore diapers, right? (laughs) We all did that. That was just (laughs) part of our path before (laughs) we were able to (laughs) take care of our bathroom needs. Um, And so in the same way, there's like no shame that we were all not so nice people at some point, because that was the amount of awareness that we had. We didn't have the consciousness, um, the remembrance yet that we're all connected mm-hmm. and, and that we're not separate and that's an illusion and so forth. And yeah. so um, because of this deep seated soul memory that, um, oh, I've abused my power before, then we can play it too safe where we're not stepping into that right balanced point. So I want to just read kind of the next point, which kind of starts to talk about that. So Scott says, she said words to the effect that being a nobody, then the evil spirits won't bother me. What would you like to say to her about that? And they say, she must stand strong like a lighthouse radiating her light and know that light is most powerful. She has begun doing this, which is why the dark does seek her out sometimes. Yet this is all necessary on her path. It's how she's tested, learning not to shy away. The idea of exposure therapy comes to mind. It's going to get easier each time, little by little, being exposed to this until she can shake it off. Can you tell us the nature of the darkness or the evil spirits or whatever you say is more attracted to her when she's shining her light? What is the true nature of that? Mm. Darkness serves the whole. There is light and absence of light that creates the contrast that is needed to know oneself. Each plays an important role in the one knowing itself. So are there evil beings that she needs to fear? Yes and no. There is that which you would call evil beings, if you wish to use this term, on the realm of duality, on this plane. But need she fear them? No. However, fear serves a valuable purpose for growth and evolution. It need not be rejected. Darkness need not be rejected. Fear is of the darkness. Fear comes from the darkness. Yet, as previously stated, 
It serves the oneness. The awareness of the self comes through the contrast. She may utilize fear if she chooses to assist her in uncovering more of her light, or she may release that when she chooses. And that's so powerful to me. I spent, again, mm-hmm. there are like a lot of communities that are about um, fight, fight the darkness. There is a spiritual war going on and so forth. But I still come from this, like, what you resist persists perspective, you know, and like, um, the more that we are pushing against the darkness, the more that we are holding ourselves entangled in it. And if we can recognize the purpose, and again, all things come from the oneness from source. Um, so versus because there's, a, there's another thing, I don't know if you've come across this, but one of this is one of my, my soapbox rants there's a lot of people now that talk about like earth is a prison planet and oh. that believe yeah you have, that, <laughs> you have the I, same perspective you i know? don't vibe and with that it's yeah. a very disempowering belief yeah. system um where we are all just trapped here on earth and and they're in fact i feel like it maybe it comes from the dark because it's it's teaching people people who believe in that say that when you die don't go into the light cuz you're getting tricked and so it seems like oh that would be a really uh, sneaky way to get cuz yeah. also to get people to not um open to their own soul to their own higher consciousness cuz when i've had tried to have a conversation with people about this before and i was like well that's fine that you choose to believe that but I know because I've experienced my soul and I've experienced the love. I know that my soul exists. I know these things from my own experience. And so Mm -hmm. I would just uh, recommend to you because there's lots of different ideas, but how will you know, try to connect to your soul, ask your soul. And they're like, Oh, you believe in a soul, you know? And I was thinking like, Oh, wow. It's just, everything is coming from your mind. Then how can you trust your mind? You know, there's, that's the whole thing thing about the spiritual journey is that we open to this higher consciousness that we can feel and know through our own experience. Otherwise, there's a lot of really good arguments for everything on the planet right now. That's why we're so polarized. (laughs) And to be able to feel and know your own truth from your own higher consciousness, that's the way out of that confusion of that jam. And so, so anyway, so this idea of, um, of just uh, either not believing that there's dark, that there's evil or fighting against it. Um, neither of those seem like the sustainable solution. I get that that's right. a part, a place on the path. And I've certainly been in both of those places. Um, but finally, I think there's a level where there's an understanding and acceptance of why it exists and there's a knowing that it exists for a purpose and there's a compassion and that was you know i'm gonna write my next book is about this (laughs) about the dark awakening but it's not going to probably come out until next year but um i've had the whole journey with this and it's really about us reclaiming our own power because we are spiritual beings and so if we don't accept this one aspect of ourselves then how can we finally graduate beyond this duality you know world or planet um we're, we're going to have to integrate that to finally find our wholeness to finally graduate to what's beyond this duality world but as long as we think that we're fighting and one side's the good side and one side's the bad side we're stuck in that duality and yeah. so so this is part of that journey 
Uh, I don't know. Did you want to say anything before I finish the last part? Well, I just love what came through already where they were sharing that you need to shine your light, you know, be just like, okay, this is happening. I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to stand in my wholeness and let my light shine. And it's the observer, at least how I experience it, you know, and see how it all plays out and what lessons come from it and the wisdom that you can have from that dualistic experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the last part, um, so he said, thank you, Noah and Anna. She was asking earlier about connecting to that part of her that's holding her warrior down. Would you speak to her about this? Mm-hmm. And they said, she's clear in sensing that there have been lifetimes of abusing her power. And in this lifetime, she tries to safeguard against that repeating. Even as previously mentioned, choosing ancestral lines that play small and diminishing herself. She's meant to find the balance of empowerment, not power. She's on that journey. The pendulum has swung far in one direction, and in this lifetime, need not swing far the other way. She must find the center point. And he said, thank you, Noah and Anna. You've been very patient with us today. You've been very generous. I thank you for the truth and the wisdom that you've spoken. I want to give you a chance to speak freely to her, anything you want to share with her today. And so their last words were, she's a strong warrior in her own way. She must acknowledge all the times she has chosen to face her fears many times, and she perseveres through the most challenging emotional experiences. She will continue to grow because there's a fire within her that pushes her forward. These nightmares are not a failing or a punishment. They are a side effect of this fire burning to grow. These experiences propel her forward while needing to go back to do so like a rocket or a slingshot back to go forward a powerful force. There's no simple solution. In this moment, she must endure and accept each test, knowing that she's ready to to propel forward at any moment. That is all. Mm. Wow. And yeah, I just love that. Because again, like, um, yeah, a lot of times we think that like, we're being punished, or we're doing something wrong, because our experience is not as joyful and light and free, just because we're we're not having a joyful light free experience doesn't mean anything's wrong at all. Or just because it seems like we went back. But hey, what if that's the slingshot to really push you forward? And so just, you know, to be able to see from this higher, broader perspective, I would not have gotten that on my own, I Mm -hmm. needed this session to to show me this totally other perspective than I was just so focused on like, how do I push through this? How do I get forward? And so it really, really helped. And then think of like Scott, you know, he gets to like get this information and this wisdom that helps him too, just to witness it. And that's how I feel as the practitioner. So many times just really beautiful wisdom is coming through from my client's guide or from their own higher self. And I feel that was exactly what I needed to hear today. <laughs> Thank goodness I had this client session today. And so it's such a gift for us as a practitioner or for those of us that, you know, loved all the Brian Weiss books and the Dolores Cannon books and, and the Michael Newton books. It's like living that every day. This is yeah. like these books. Um, this is I'm coming through my client's mouth every day. And so it's such a such a gift. Yeah, it really is. It's quite an experience to get to hold space, be a witness and feel the energy come in and, you know, be a part of that. And, um, 
So there's two questions I have for you. The first is from coming from the space of the client, because I feel like I'm really taking a lot away from this session. And to me, it felt like you had things come through in dream state, but there was something pushing you or a knowing to take the, like to do this session. So what would you share with our listeners are some common things you see with clients or yourself that are like, oh, I, I, I probably should have a past life session. Like what kind of things can come up in life where you would say a past life regression could really help you here? Yeah. Now I would say like, oh, anytime. In fact, I, now I'm thinking, you know, cause it was like, so I got the Newton Institute training in 2010 and I got mm -hmm. to receive a life between lives. I did QHHT training with Dolores Cannon in 2012. So I got to receive a QHHT, but then between 2012 and 2015, I didn't do any sessions as the client until I was like down, you know, in the ditch, like yeah. <laughs> in, in like trying to keep my head above water. I was like in such a bad place and everything I was doing was like being in quicksand, right? I was just it was going further, further down the more I was struggling. And that's when I reached out for help. And so for me, I've been the type of person who only like, again, like, oh, I had these nightmares when I'm in this like really bad place. But I realized now as I was going back through the sessions, I was like, wow, these are really helpful. I need to just do one, like at least like one every year or something, yeah. because each of these times I'm doing this, they're really kind of giving me such deep insight for my life and leveling up. So there's, there's the people that come like my situation that are in a really difficult situation. And they, they're like, okay, I, you know, I went to therapy or I, you know, I went to this and it didn't give me the answers I need. Mm -hmm. I need to seek from a spiritual uh, perspective. There's times when, you know, it's obvious that we need help. And then there's people that are just opening up on their spiritual path. There's that want to know more of who they are across lifetimes. They want to know their soul and they know that this one identity isn't all that. So they're wanting to know their, you know, greater self. And there's people who are wanting to know that there's more than, than just this life. There's more beyond death mm -hmm. They have people that come that are afraid of death and intentionally do this, knowing someone's going to hold space for them and guide them through the death process. Um, and I have people that are just, that's, they say they're just curious, but yeah. I always know, like, even though they're like, oh, I'm just curious, but I'm like, oh, but your soul is going to bring you something that really helps you transform today. Cause, and that's the, that's the intention that I always hold as a mm -hmm. practitioner is that this session is going to, and that's for all the things that I do. Um, I want to be a conduit for this person's highest good. Mm -hmm. And I don't claim to know what this person's highest good is. I know that their soul, their higher self knows what their highest good is. And I want to just uh, facilitate that. And so, um, there really, you know, there really isn't a, I was going to say there really isn't a wrong reason, but then I thought of one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't attract these people, thankfully, but, you know, a lot of people have this misconception that everybody that goes to get a past life, it's for their ego, their, their glamour, right? It's like, uh, oh, I want to know that, you know, if I was Cleopatra or something like that. Um, I don't, I haven't had anybody come that has that perspective. I would, you know, even though I, I, you know, I'm sort of saying that's like a wrong reason to have, 
However, if you go to a good practitioner, even if you come with that kind of intention, the space that they hold, because I really do feel like it's very important as a practitioner to hold a strong intention, mm -hmm. to con be connected to spirit oneself. And then you're naturally creating that container, that safe space for spirit to work through you. So mm -hmm. um, that's very powerful. That's probably the most powerful thing, even more than the skills that I can teach you. And those are all really, really helpful as well. But it's it's both. It's both the yin and the yang, right? The yang is what you're doing in, in, in having those skills. But the yin is how well you can trust, receive, connect and, and be the conduit. And it really, mm -hmm. uh, it's both of those things. So, so even if somebody came in and they, they were like wanting to know if they were Jesus in, in another lifetime, I know that, uh, through our session, um, it's also important for me as a practitioner, um, to ask questions that will help the person's own higher wisdom come through them. And so it's not mm -hmm. me giving them Oh, I know, I know <laughs> the answers. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm going to ask and let it come through them. It's going to be much more powerful and transformative when it comes through them than for me to, to tell them that. So, yeah, I think in the moment and then also listening back to the recording and then hearing it again and being like, that's actually my voice. I'm the one saying this. Like it kind of would stop you in your tracks and be like, okay, you need to you know, reel it back, hold on, take a moment and listen to what's going on here kind of a thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that. And it's leading into my second question, which was talking about your perspective as a practitioner and the classes that you have coming up. And I kind of just have a share that I wanted to share with everybody right here. I'm processing and I'm really taking in everything, you know, that you're, you're sharing with all of us here. And there's this experience within it about um, how when I'm a practitioner, I am holding all of that space, but I also really have a strong value for the training that I received and the outlines and the promptings, the deepening techniques. And so it is the yin and the yang, it's all of it. And if you could share with us a little bit about your upcoming class that you have and some of these highlights that you'll be sharing in the course. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I'm really thankful that Scott asked me to join him in this training that he's been doing, you know, he's been a practitioner for, I mean, I've been a practitioner for gosh, like 15 years, but he's been like 10 more years, you know, so he's been a practitioner for a long time, and a trainer and so forth. And um, he wrote this like long, incredible manual of 150 pages and a script book. And um, he's been doing this for a while. And so it's so nice that I can like plug myself into he's done that kind of the grunt work because it's something that a lot of my clients have asked me in the past, you know, they'll have amazing experiences and they'll be like, oh, I want to learn this. I want to do what you do. Do you train mm -hmm. people? And I'm like, yeah, it's really cool. But I think like, oh, man, like writing that whole manual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also like the he was saying too how he wanted to have um, a, a female co-teacher. Co so we come from a yin and a yang to offer both of those perspectives for for people. And so I really appreciate. So he created it very methodically, you know, building from the induction, which is the part mm -hmm. when we're first getting people to let go of the outer world and go inward and then the deepener um, to get them to a, a deeper state. And then how do we, you know, 
get them into the past life and then how we guide them through the stages and then um what do we do after to process in the past life and then there's a whole troubleshooting section and then we'll have people we'll do a demo so people can see it and then we'll have people partner and get a chance to practice with each other during the class time so this is like the first um the first weekend. So we're offering it. It's 25 hours. Um, it's on zoom live stream, uh, like six hour or six hour and 15 minutes or whatnot, uh, <laughs> each day. So, uh, that's all of the first weekend. We're getting a chance to actually, they'll see the whole demo and they'll get to practice it. Um, and, and receive. So everyone that takes the training will get to be on the client side and get to experience one of their past lives and be on the facilitator facilitator side. And then there'll be a, a week break in between where we'll sort of, you know, give people the opportunity to again on your own time, uh, meet with a practice partner and practice yeah. it again. And then we'll come back and we'll do some more troubleshooting and checking on, you know, what kind of questions and what's needed. And then also we'll do other types of uh, spiritual uh, techniques like um, the planning stage for this life or going into the womb and so forth. And so mm-hmm. um, there's really a lot packed into this training that um, it's so it's so valuable and people will get a, a good chance to practice a lot and ask us questions and to interact with each other. Yeah, there was a lot of really good information I saw um, when I was reviewing your curriculum and like you mentioned, the training manuals, and then to be able to meet others to continue the practice, you know, with and the trades, like when I trained, that was so powerful, it really shifted my whole life as the person receiving the session and as the therapist. So I love that. And it's really nice too, because when you join your course, you're going to know, <laughs> first of all, you've already created this energy, this space that's attracted like minds and hearts. And so by joining the course, you're going to know, oh, I'm really going to be experiencing this soul level healing um, opportunity with others who are showing up for the same reason with the same, you know, intentions will say vibration it's just nice sometimes we can feel a little lonely in the world <laughs> like oh who yeah. do I know that wants to talk about past lives all day me <laughs> <laughs> that's another reason why I love doing this work it's like oh my gosh I get to spend all day I mean it's so normal to me that I forget when I'm in a different environment where I mean I'm so used to like just talking spirit talk and astrology and so forth that <laughs> It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even dawn on me now that some people, you know, will think that's really weird because it's just so normal. And I spend all day doing that. And you're right. Like I have so many clients that come and Mm -hmm. and they say, you're the only person that I've told this, or there's Mm -hmm. nobody else in my life that would get this or would be okay with this. And they feel really isolated. And so, um, these trainings, I notice it is like that. People are so excited. And of course, everything is, is everything is energy and everything is spiritual. So yeah. it tends to be that some of these souls probably know each other across lifetimes. And it's not a coincidence that they're in the class together. So that's right. always really fun. I'm glad you shared that because I, I was just sharing with a friend the other day that in some of my earlier trainings with energy work and whatnot that So not just hypnosis, but that I ended up meeting people and later realizing, oh, we knew each other from other lifetimes. You would be like in a meditation and we both came out and 
we're like, did your meditation look like mine? I think you were in mine. And they're like, yeah, I, and it was a past life. So it is interesting how you will make those soul connections. Um, so I'm glad that you shared that, you know, it's not a guarantee, but high probability. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and we also are going to like, um, maybe like a month after the class ends, meet whoever wants to, um, for like an hour and just kind of, again, check in with people and see now that they've been practicing more, what kind of questions that they have and, and so forth. So, so there's a lot of support, which is, I, I think sometimes some of the issue with some other training is it's just like, here you go. And then you're like, ah, it is so to have, to have that continued support is helpful. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. That it really is. Cause you kind of go out into the world and you're like, wait a minute, I was just in this container of, you know, a whole different vibe. And so helping with that integration as well. Um, and so I wanted to share with our guests here that you've offered this beautiful special here for listeners of the podcast. So it's a special promo code, uh, podcast one, 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 one. There's four ones. One, 11, one, 11. one, one. Okay. 11, 11. Oh my gosh, even better. 11, 11. <laughs> I just see all the ones. I'm like, I love it. All the angel numbers. So podcast 11, 11, and then they can save $75. And if you bring a friend, you can also have another hundred off of your tuition. So y'all can go to spiritandsoulhealingpodcast.com for the link and more information and to access the coupon codes. And I'll put them in the show notes below as well. And then it'll be coming up pretty soon. This is awesome. So have May 6th to 7th. Then you say you have the weekend between and then the 20th to 21st. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And it's, you know, depending on people's time zone, like here in Texas, it's going to be from noon till six um, central time or like Scott's in California. So that's uh, 10 till four. Okay. Wherever else you are in the world. I don't know all the different time zones, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Give you some idea. <laughs> well, and I like that you are like we're highlighting that is it's by Zoom. You can be anywhere in the world and join. So mm-hmm. that's wonderful too. I love connecting with others. Um, yeah, across the world. So so beautiful. Any other thoughts that you wanted to share with everybody? I've had that same experience that you're talking about where I've met people in, I think, yeah. So I think that's very common is just because everything's a vibration. And so we we do all get magnetized or even, you know, because when I teach Reiki classes, sometimes someone signed up for a class and then something comes up and they can't make that class. And then they come to the next one. And then that's like their bestie is like this new bestie, right? So it's like, if they had gone to the other class, they wouldn't have met this person. So just really like trusting spirit. And, you know, so same, if you feel drawn to this, maybe go meditate on it and trust spirit. And I Mm -hmm. also wanted just to say too, that, um, that if someone chooses the PayPal option, then there are um, payment plan options through PayPal. So that's another way. If if you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I can afford this because I just, I'm speaking for myself, I just had a big tax bill with the IRS, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then um, yeah, that's another, if you feel called, then that might be another way that makes it more affordable for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for, for reminding me about that as well. Cause I wasn't wanting to share that. Um, yeah. So PayPal has that awesome feature there. And, um, I did see somewhere in the description about certification. Is that something, can you explain to everybody how they would be certified? Yeah. Everyone that completes the, the 24 hour training, will get a certificate for, um, 
the past life regression for 25 hours. And then there's an additional, if somebody wants to do, uh, get a 50 hour certification, then, then that's like a self paced self-study program um, that actually, I don't have all the details, like Scott okay. does that already, So, but like, he's going to explain it um, in the training, but basically it'd be self-paced. So, you, you know, that 25 hours. So it'd be like doing more past life regressions, recording them, turning them into him, and then they could get the 50 hour certification by doing their own self-paced study. So there'd be like more materials provided to them and then more practice sessions. So everyone that does this one will get the 25 hour certification. And if people wanted to go beyond and do the 50 hour, then and that's going to be something on your own self-paced, but really good. It's like, like you're saying, um, I know for myself, uh, it helped the more practice that you get, the more com confident you, you get. Yes, and yeah. um, I mean, I guess it depends, but like for me, or I guess in the world that I live in now, like there's so many people that would love like a free path life regression, right? Or even I've had, I had another friend who um, uh, studied at, through the Newton Institute and, but got their, um, regression training first and um was like hey I need somebody do you want to be my client I'm like yeah I do mm -hmm. <laughs> I went to a couple of full past lives uh through him so so yeah I would say to consider that or anyway you don't have to decide right now you can go through the 25 hours and then later if you decide because first that might be a lot to take in and you'll want yeah. to practice that and then later you might decide that you want to do the extra 25 hours after you've kind of you know, integrated what everything that's being shared and taught in, in the class. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that there's the opportunity to do the 50 if you want. So, oh, that's so cool. So yeah, May is the, May is the month. <laughs> if y'all are been feeling, you know, I would definitely like Tana saying meditate and see if this is for you, but it is, it is a really beautiful modality for working with spirit and soul um, healing techniques, right. In a community. And also if you want to work from home, <laughs> you can do remote. That's a huge yeah, plus. That really is. And I really do think, um, there's just so many more people are opening to the idea of reincarnation. And I think it's just going to keep mushrooming and growing and growing the demand for this kind of work. That's what I've seen in the 15 years that I've been doing practice. It just has like, it's, so many more people are open to this now and are seeking answers. You know, there's things that just happen, whether it's like a health issue that they can't make sense of or a relationship issue that they know is from beyond this lifetime. There's just people are finding that the traditional methods are not giving them the answers that they need. And mm -hmm. they're starting to, to broaden their perspective and look beyond. And so, yeah, this is a wonderful technique that I think most people can learn, you know, unless somebody is like, unless you're like super, super impatient and really pushy and you're not very like <laughs> empathetic or something like that. Yeah. I think that most light workers, you know, can be, tend to be a little bit more gentle and very, um, uh, empathetic. And so those are some qualities that can help or, or even just be not, you don't have to be gentle. Like you can be very focused and in self-aware, but, um, yeah, I think it's for most people that are open to the idea of reincarnation that want to help people. It's a wonderful way to get started because 
we are in that time. We are in some powerful times. Pluto yeah. moved into Aquarius. Like a lot of astrologers are saying that the Aquarian age has kind of officially begun. And so the Aquarian age is about uh, creating more equality and looking for the collective. And so looking big, bigger picture beyond just, you know, myself and my own needs is like how I can help others. And again, what's beautiful about this is it's really a win-win as you're helping someone else. It's helping us so much as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a really wonderful tool for, for, I think a lot of people. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I really agree. (laughs) Having been on both sides of it is, is really beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing your experience and the different perspectives and everything. I feel like I feel like I've gotten a lot out of this conversation today and I hope our listeners, I'm sure they have as well. So if somebody wanted to have a session with you, how can they find you? Best way would just be to go to my website, which is awakeningtransformation.com. That's the best way to reach me. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I know I love my conversations with you. I love, I could talk to you all day long. (laughs) These are our favorite things to talk about, right? Right. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you everyone for joining us today. We'll see you all again on the next episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. This is Amy, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in here at the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. This is a reminder that you can like and subscribe and follow to receive notifications for all upcoming episodes. I'm also sharing a chakra meditation for those who would like to leave a review on any of the audio platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and audible. So to receive the meditation, just send me an email at the spirit and soul healing podcast at gmail.com with a screenshot of your review. And I'm happy to share that with you. When you leave a review, you'll also be entered into the monthly drawing for a 30 minute energy therapy session or an angels and aura reading. And you can check the show notes below for this month's winner.